one, two. Check one, two. Check one. We really needed to work this out simultaneously. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 171 of the Vex on Vex podcast. My name is VexX. Hello, Dave. Hello. Welcome to Morning Radio 6. Yay, it's good to be back. What's going on? I'm happy to be here. Did you keep your list and check it twice of the things you're going to discuss today? Uh, yes, I did. Did I, you really? I most certainly did. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, well, did you? I did. Oh, okay. Cool. So what's your list? Uh, I believe we are going to discuss cloning AI and... Uh, I had murder robots first. Okay, that's AI. <laughs> that's essentially the same. All right. Let's discuss murder robots because everybody, I think we're all on the same page that... At some point, if artificial intelligence becomes a thing and robots become self-aware, they are going to murder us. Is it There's Sky- no other possibility. Is it Skynet? I feel like it is. Is it Skynet? All right. You know how old we are. Yeah. Is it in our generation or is it in your son's generation? Or is it later? No, I think it's, I think it's going to happen sooner than later. <laughs> so we're going to get killed by robots. I think it's <laughs> possible. Captured by. <laughs> Do you remember <clears throat> Captured by Robots? No. What is that? You don't know about this. That's not the. Is that a movie? No, it's a band. Oh my god! Tell me. All right, it's actually not a band. It's just a guy. A guy. This was years and years and years ago. I'm talking probably 20 years ago. I saw this go down. Which here's the thing: it's so not that long ago to me. I know. Like, like oh, 20 years. I remember 20 years ago. <laughs> so, and I saw them somewhere in Westchester. There's a. I say band, but it's not a band. It's a guy. Okay. And this guy had a degree in robotics from MIT. Okay, so I'm intrigued. And he built robots, and he was the lead vocalist of a death metal band in which the robots he built and programmed played all the instruments. You saw this live? Yes, I did. There was a video that I saw of a robot playing Black Sabbath, a a band. Yeah. Is that the guy? I don't think that's the guy. So... But it was called Captured by Robots was the name of his band. And he sang? Screamed. It was like so it, was, wait, it was straight death metal. There was like a Johnny Mac robot behind uh-huh, him? Uh-huh. A thousand percent, yes. For real? Yes. And uh-huh. a, a fucking, a Larry fucking bass uh-huh. player? No. Yep. Were the instruments real? Yes. Oh my god, no. hundred percent, dude. This is a real thing, dude. Captured How come this didn't become thing, a famous thing? I do, probably because it was horrible death metal. <laughs> I couldn't write If they plays legit rock and roll, dude, he'd probably have been world famous by now. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. Wouldn't it be in a cover band? I would be in a cover band. And uh, <laughs> the best part was he had like merch at the show. And some of his merch was like he had like thong panties as merch. Captured and, by robots. And they said this ass was captured by robots. I'm gonna look him up right now. Please do, because I swear to God it was one of the craziest shits I've ever seen. Their biggest, I guess. <gasps> Sin popped right the fuck thing. up. Captured by robots is a real fucking thing. J Vans captured by robots. There okay, you go. There was a thing live in Portland in 2019. Now, are you sure he was from here? I don't know that he was from here, but I saw it. Okay. Captured by robots. It's reflecting so everything. It's a shame we don't have video editing. Yeah, we're not good. No, no, we're, we're not, uh, you know. It's also not starting. 
Can you see it? Oh, I can see it. I can see it. I mean, it's dark, but I can see it. No, that's his video. Please start. There you go. I'm going to flip this and look, okay? Please do. It's still really dark. Oh my god, just fucking play. Why are you talking? You think you're me? You can't do that. <clears throat> Holy fucking shit. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a real you know thing. This. Oh, and that's why it's not famous. That's why it's not famous. I think their biggest, uh, quote, hit, which wasn't a hit at all in any way, was called Don't Shake the Baby. I think it's Fuck It All now. I think it's been replaced. The new single's Fuck It All. That's, I'm alright with it. But there you go. There's robots playing Death Row. And he designed and built and programmed all of them. At least the band won't break up. That's I mean, true. It's kind of a thing. And I mean, you never have to worry about band members being drunk. <laughs> Which, if you've done this as long as we have, that has been a major concern from time to time. <laughs> you ever had to go on stage with a drunk band member? Where you're like, oh, you might be too drunk to do this. Oh, I know you didn't read my book. I didn't read your book. All right. Never, actually, except for really once. We were in the UK. And we finally got in front of Warner Brothers Records. The drummer, who was older than all of us, like we were in our 20s, he was like in his 30s, like pushing 40 probably. He was older. He was a great drummer at the time. He uh, he knew the guy from HR who came. He spilled the guy's cocaine. That's a whole fucking story also in the book. And then um, he proceeded to hit the first drum roll, the first song, and roll off the stage. Yes! And Sam's playing, and the bass player's playing, and I'm singing, and there's no drums. And there was a DJ with us on that tour. His equipment wouldn't work overseas, because that was my life. Yeah. Like, we flew, we brought DJ equipment, it's all 110 power, yep. it's all 220, nothing would work. So the DJ picks him up and puts him behind the drum kit, and he keeps playing, and Warner Brothers just left. That was, oh. that was the end of that. And I was like, we were going to get a record deal, I was like, No. No. We were not. Wasn't meant to be, sir. I mean, that's okay. That's the thing. Um, no. How does that happen, though? What do you mean? Which time? <laughs> like, you picked a bad day to get fucked up and go on stage. No, to be fair, he was uh, drunk the entire tour. Oh, did he do it all? Like, that was a whole thing? Here's the, All right. Oh, Dave, it's funny you say that. How many times have you been on tour in your life? None. You haven't, right? No. Until you're in close proximity with these band members that you spend all this time with, you don't know how fucked up they really are. It turns out that guy was an alcoholic. But we yeah. didn't fucking know he was an alcoholic because we would come to band practice and the band would get kind of fucked up and we'd practice and we'd go home. He was fucked up the whole time. Yeah. But we didn't know because nice. we didn't live with him, right? So I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, here it is. Is it behind me? Hold on. There camera. it is, right there. Ah, oh, shameless plug, Facebook. 12 foot tall and bulletproof, the VexX autobiography, available at Lulu Publishing, or it's just lulu.com. Anyway, this is the book, right? So, in this book, ask for piece of shit pricing. Do you want to bring up piece of shit pricing? Always. I'm never going to let it go. Piece of shit pricing is hilarious. For $100, you'll get a personally autographed copy of that book. <laughs> Chapter 55 is called Mr. White. 
Mr. White. 56. Like Reservoir Dogs? That was his last name. Oh. And he died, sadly. I mean, that's what happens to those people, really. Yes. Like, if you live by the chemical, you're going to die by the chemical eventually. Most times it's going to win out eventually. Yeah. And then I heard some piece of shit things in reference to him for real later. Really? So, he was older than us. Uh, fuck it, it's in the book, I can say. He's gone, he can't sue me. He was in a band called Moonseed. When I've I, heard of that. Ha ha! I'm going to tell you in a minute why you heard of it. But okay. Hold on. Mm. Sounds uh, sounds familiar in my head. We're definitely I'm I'm, I'm hijacking. I apologize. We're supposed to be a fucking murder what we do. <sighs> All right, Mr. White is in Moonseed. Okay, Moonseed's a thing. They are at least five, six, seven years older than us. So if I'm twenty, they're twenty-seven. Right? When I'm twenty, you know your band sucks and you're getting it together and you're yeah. just trying to blow. Still blah, jerking blah. off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Philadelphia, who's the former like co-host here, got a job. He was in one of the jerk off bands with us. Like I was eighteen in a band called The Broken, which becomes Starscream. Right? King Sam and I are in a band. Philadelphia is in a band called ACID, Another Cry in Darkness, with Johnny, with Johnny Mac, Mac on the drums. Right? So this this is how I meet these people. They become my friends. The singer of that band and I grew up together. So we were like besties. We hate each other now, ironically enough. But we were besties. And that was his band, and this was my band. So then we were just a thing. We played a million shows together, not unlike Pistol Razor, you know, and Starscream. He's probably mad because you stole his drummer. Eventually. It took a long time. He's mad. <laughs> He's really mad because you stole his guitar player. I didn't steal I'm just anything. saying, that whoa, happened. Whoa, whoa, I showed up way after the fact. Still happened. Technically, if anything happened, that guitar player stole me. Ha, ha, ha. So anyway, it's all incestuous. At any rate, yeah, it's just the start of seven. We're just fucking friends, and we're hanging out. And we're groovy. Well, the bands break up because when you're twelve, that's what happens to your fucking band, right? Philadelphia yeah. got a real job at Sigma Sound Studios. Oh shit! Which is like impressive, like, right? Real. I'm a bus boy. Philadelphia's yeah. fucking hanging out with David Bowie, like for real. <laughs> so that's kind of amazing. And in the interim, there's a producer there, and he says to the producer, "Hey, I know this band, and they're pretty good." You should check them out. Philadelphia did this. So this producer, we have an interview thing. He sets up a show at a place called, hold on, the Pontiac Grill back then. Uh-huh. And we play. It was like a Sunday night, and we showcase for this guy. He didn't even talk to me. He watched our set, and he left. And I'm like, all right, we're fucked. But then he say he left somebody there. And they're like, oh, yeah, call him Monday. It's totally fine. So anyway, we get in there, and he's going to produce us, right? Which pretty much means, in real time, you give him thousands of dollars. Yes. Lots of money. To really teach your band how to play, though, if I'm honest. Because we were kids, right? Yeah. We didn't about click fucking tracks yet and all that. Didn't know shit. Didn't know shit. Didn't know shit. Fuck about shit. And so anyway, but Philadelphia hooks me up with this guy. Well, somebody who was seven years longer in the process was Moonseed. And they were going to be a thing. They were going to be a thing. The record sounded pristine. The songs were good. They were done by this producer. He later worked with the band. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's in the book. Buy the fucking but he never he never got a rock band broken. Like kind of one broke, and then they didn't really make any money. He was uh instrumental a little bit with the whole hailstorm thing. Okay. I was in that first meeting. Isn't that fucking ironic? That's in the book too. Anyway, <clears throat> here it is. We're with the producer. Moonseed's ahead of us. And then Moonseed, this is fucked up. We're way ahead of the curve. You know, all right. Remember the uh, Howard Stern show? Yes. Hold on. It's Gary. It's Howard. Who's the guy? Fred Norris. Yeah. Fred Norris had a rock band, 
Right? Do you okay. remember? You don't know this? I, I feel like I do. They were called King Norris. Okay, yeah. Moonseed became the opening band for King Norris. Pretty advantageous, actually. Probably how I know. Wheeling and dealing. No, it's not. It's not, by the way. It's not. So King Norris is playing, you know, 500 seat places or 300 seat places. Yeah. And Moonseed's opening. And they're trying to get on the Stern show. Like, that's their whole thing. Because this is back in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Stern when, was king. When it was a thing. King Norris. So, anyway, he's hooked up. Then they're like, it doesn't quite work. He's doing, like, slep work for King Norris, blah, 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 blah. Not my business. I just kind of remember this peripherally. Then there would be functions. There would be, like, a get-together, a music seminar. MMR would be there. The old YSP would be there. All these people, I'd go because I was told to attend by the producer. You might learn something. I didn't fucking learn anything, just so we're crystal fucking clear. <laughs> but I went, did everything I was supposed to fucking do. Naris was there. Remember Naris? I'm a card-carrying member of Naris. I bet you didn't know that. Seriously, I don't vote on the Grammys, but if I paid my dues, I could. <laughs> if, if you cared at all. But I really don't. Because, frankly, you can stick your Grammys straight up your fucking ass. I might just buy one on eBay and put Starscream on it. Do it. You should. I'm sure there's some down there like musicians selling <laughs> There's, dude, how much you want to bet you can buy a Grammy? I, oh, no, no. I know you can buy a Grammy. Like, for what amount of money do you think? Like, how cheap can you get a 400, Grammy? 600? You think under $1,000 you can get a Grammy? Have you met a drug addict? Oh, yeah. Well, it's a thing. I, I agree. Like, you might not get it shipped to you. I mean, you can probably get one from Beyonce at this point. She got like 87 of them. She got 40 the other night again, didn't she? Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah. What do you think about Beyonce? Whatever. You think she's like demonic and all like what they're talking about with that whole like uh what's it called? I'm gonna address this now. They're gonna pump out a bunch of stories about pre the, the recently aired Grammys and say that all of these people are in league with Satan, right? That's what we're doing now. That's not what I'm doing. And they're all going to pretend like somehow Stories of musicians being in league with the devil are a new fucking thing. It's not. It's been a story for 80 fucking years. Robert Johnson, the first dude that ever played what kind of was rock and roll, was supposed to be in league with the devil. No, it was a sale. It was a sale of his soul. So okay, that pretty much puts you in league with the devil now, doesn't it? Pretty smart. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pretty smart. See what I'm saying, dude? It's been a hundred years. This ain't a new fucking story, dude. This is recycled garbage. We've all been through it. Remember the PMRC, sir? Remember D. Snyder testifying in front of Congress? Of course. Yes, because they were telling they were destroying the youth and they were in league with Satan. No, they were not. They were playing metal. All right, and first off, everybody knows that the devil likes smooth jazz anyway. All right, that's a bunch of nonsense. I do like jazz. I hate fucking jazz. You really hate jazz? I really fucking hate it. You've never been to Chris's jazz bar? I no, I hate jazz. Oh, it's some good music. It's not. It is though. It's not. All right, that's like all right. I got in trouble the other day for like writing on or saying on Facebook that Rush is garbage. How'd you get in trouble? Obviously, these people have never watched this fucking podcast. Well, they obviously haven't, but I'm saying that they're like garbage, and this guy's like, you lost street credibility. Um, You know Maz, our old drummer from... Uh, I did see that. I did see that. Okay, and then Dave Orkin, which is Paul's brother, called, he's like, oh, man, you lost your street cred. Number one, 
uh, trust me, my street cred is older than fucking dirt. Like, it's just going to be there forever. I wish yes. it would leave, but it just won't. <laughs> Yours and my street cred are going nowhere. Yeah. I hate to tell you, we've been doing this a long fucking time. However, I do hate Rush. So do I. Tremendously. And I, and I, and I hope you're watching right now. Whoever said that, fuck Rush. Yeah, you can't fuck too Rush. That's the problem. That's the problem. Back to Moonseedland. So, 2001 rolls around. Vince, oh, I said his name. Oops, is he dead? He is dead. Eh, it doesn't matter. Mr. White is from England, the drummer. So he books a UK tour. In 01, the internet's in its infancy, really. So yeah. it's a lot of international calling, a lot of high phone bills, but he's from there. So if I move to Mexico and I wanted to make a tour of Philadelphia, I could call someone I knew in Philadelphia to book the show for me. Yeah. And that's how it works. You need a, The way booking agents work, at least back in the day, not today, is you need someone who lives in that city. If you have a person in that city as your go-between and your physical contact, you can now plot a tour. So we'd go to California, had somebody in Hollywood. We'd go to like, Texas, we had somebody in Austin. We always had a person in the city we'd go to. It's just the way it worked back then. So he's got a guy in the UK. He I got a guy. He grew up with the guy. Guy books a bunch of shows. And they're cultivating it. And it's going to happen. Doesn't 9-11 happen fucking two weeks before the tour? And they're fucked. They're like eight years into their career. They're pushing everything into this. And they are. And I I get it. The first guy to ditch out, the bass player, this this fucking happened. And this motherfucker threatened me. And he's going to come beat me up at the Abilene. That's how long ago. He He didn't show up. I was ready to fight. I might have lost. I wouldn't. But I might have. Anyway, that motherfucker. So the bass player calls the band and he's like, I'm really sorry. I have to leave the band. My father, my stepfather was in the Twin Towers and we don't know where he is. And they're like, holy shit, we're so sorry. That sucks, man. So he quits the band. Now, I remember at this time in my life, I already had a house. I know Mr. White had a house, but the fucking bass player didn't have a house. He lived with his family. Okay. Mr. White calls him like a week or so after the fact. He calls him and he's like, hey, uh, is so-and-so there? And the stepfather answered the phone. Oh. So what it came beyond grace. So what it came down to is that bass player was fed up. He yeah. knew the tour was canceled. He was afraid to go post 9-11 anyway. And he didn't want to be in the band anymore. And just say that. Now, someone just right. left Starscream for no reason a few months ago and didn't have a reason and just blame me. 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 Because I didn't answer a text properly. Hand to God, that happened. 100% your fault. So musicians are like this, unfortunately. That's a fucking thing. I wish we weren't, but we are. Fine. Whatever. So the guy leaves. Well, then, like, the guitar player's like, well, the bass player quit. Fuck this. I'm out. So now it's a singer and a drummer. The singer, and um, hey, I'm sorry, this happened. This is your life. This happened. Look me up. We can fight it out. The singer knocked up two separate women simultaneously. Nice. And now it came to fruition that he has a kid that's going to be born, we'll say, in March, and another kid being born in fucking June. Like, like it's happening, and they're both keeping it. Now, personally, at, at a young age, I was Captain Vacuum Cleaner if it happened. I was down. If it had to go down, it had to go down. What are you going to say? And he, I guess, wasn't Captain Vacuum Cleaner. He's going to raise both these fucking kids. So he's like, I kind of got to leave the band. I got to start stacking money at my stupid job. He worked like a gas station. He was a fucking, you know, a loser or kids. Yeah. 
So he leaves. Now the drummer's just sitting there with his dick in his hand. And he had an international, like a real fucking tour, man. Oh. But 9-11's a, hey, 9-11 happened. So they were right. supposed to leave like September 20th. <laughs> nope. Nope. Well, the exact same time this happened, Leroy Spoon, which is what Starscream used to be called, got the opening. There, there was a point where your band was called Leroy Spoon. Oh, yeah. I'm unaware of this. I love that fucking name. Anyway, at the time I did. So Leroy Spoon gets the opening slot for a band who later gets signed to J Records. Not to interrupt too much, but you know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about this the other day and just reminiscing on the the alternate band names of bands that I have been in. Sure. <laughs> Some of them were exquisite. Such as? So, credit to New Legacy drummer Mark for this one. At one point, we weren't sure what we were going to call a New Legacy, and his recommendation was Oblong Chief. No. I was like... No. Part of me loved it. No. And part of me is like, nobody's going to be cool with that. Oblong Chief. Yeah. No. No. I mean, and I was going to make on Leroy Spoons. What the fuck? But sorry. Right. But no. Pearl Jam was Mookie Blaylock. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. I remember that. <laughs> fuck Pearl Jam, by the way. How are you going to name a band after a basketball player? No, and then like get mad when it was like told to get changed. They were like, what the fuck? Well, they didn't have a name. It was really Mother Love Bone. That's the problem. And they're like, I don't know what to do. Let's call it fucking Pearl Jam after Comb. And they did. Mm. You can go the Jethro Tull route. But how'd they get their name? Jethro Tull got their name. Okay, so. I don't know this. Jethro Tull, the person, is that, was actually like an 18th century like horticulturist. Which makes sense. Tell right? this story. I'm gonna move the because, because Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull is an absolute lunatic and just a complete madman. Okay. Because... Uh, He's also insanely awesome, according to me. I, I really like Jethro Tull. But they they played this club, and they they were always like, this is before they ever got famous. They played this one particular club where they were from. Okay. And the owner of the club hated them because he hated their music, but continually booked them because they always drew. Okay. So... He's kind of in a catch twenty two. Yeah, like, you can go where the money is. I, get it. I hate this band, but but they 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 make me money. Yep, money, money. So, and after a few shows, he would constantly tell them, "I don't care about the money. You're not playing here anymore." So, like once every six weeks to two months, they were just changing their name to random shit. Okay, and when they finally got noticed and got famous, was they were random. playing under Jethro Tull, which somebody found in like. A history textbook, and it was just like, yeah, we're Jethro Tull. Fucking, it. it's pretty good. That's amazing. It's a good name, though. I love Jethro Tull. I don't love the band. You don't? No. Really? I kind of do. Tull's kind of cool. What member of Black Sabbath was in Jethro Tull? I don't know. You Bill really Gordon? don't? No. No. Tony Iommi. Was he? A... I didn't know that. They remember when uh, the Rolling Stones did that huge live thing that was simulcast all over the country from London, and a bunch of bands opened up for them. Okay. Um, it's called the Circus or something, the Rolling Stone Circus. It was like a DVD or, a, well, at the time, a video. You have no idea. I'm I do saying. not remember. Um, the guitar player for Jethro Tull in that show is Tony Iommi in all black with a hat. Nice. <laughs> he's like black Sabbath, but he just has a hat on. 
It's like a thing. I should show you a picture of that later. It's pretty cool. Jethro Tull. And he left Black Sabbath to be in Jethro Tull because they were signed. I don't know, man. Aqualung's a pretty good jam. I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm just. I'm. That's beyond that. What else am I rocking from Jethro fucking Tull, man? Bumble in the Jungle. Mm. That's a pretty good jam. Not dude. a flute guy. Dude, he shreds on it. He shreds, does he shred? I mean, as much as you can shred on a flute. I hear you. You don't like jazz or something wrong with you. It's trying. It's like trying to look cool playing keyboards. You can't. It's not a thing. No. Yes. Look at yes. That yeah. motherfucker's cool. Nah, not. Nah. He's cool. Not. Nah. He can play. Doesn't look cool. All right, all right, all right. Wait, 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 wait. Ray Charles look cool. That's not a keyboard. That's a piano. And Get Ray the fuck out. The fuck. Semantics. And it's Ray Charles. And it was a keyboard later in life, so you're wrong. All right. What about an organ? Can you look cool playing an organ? Because Jess played a organ with a fucking, the rotating speaker. I look pretty cool playing a male organ. <laughs> I don't Skin think. Flute. I gotta be honest, like, I I'm not into men sexually, right? No. But I yeah. feel like if I was, men jerking off wouldn't do it for me. And, like, I do appreciate women sometimes playing with themselves, like, in a porno, you know? It's not my thing, but I dig it. But I think if I'm gay, I, I, men just don't look cool jerking it. It just isn't a thing, man. No, I don't think. I think you're probably right. And I, I'm so grateful that all the pornographic things that I have used as tools over the years didn't come with a mirror. Because who the fuck wants to catch? Ah, that's no, what I look like. Certainly not. Other than uh, Patrick Bateman. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson. Which is a movie. It's not real, dude. But I'm just saying. I mean, the movie is called American Psycho, so that's how bad off you have to be to enjoy the look of yourself while you're doing it. All Nobody right. wants to see themselves fucking, I don't think. No, how no. egotistical do you have to be to want to see yourself doing it? You want to know how fucked up I've been at times? I wanted people to watch me fuck chicks, but I don't want to be seeing myself fuck the chicks. Right, right. That's a fucked up I don't think I want to watch. I don't think <clears> I, <throat> I want anybody to watch me do it either. Oh, I love it. I don't give a fuck. Fuck those people. All right. Mm. <laughs> We lost my. What, what were we talking about? I mean, I can go back to Moonseed. Trust me, I had a whole story. Happening. Oh shit! How did this happen? No. Artificial intelligence and captured by robots. That's how captured by robots. Do you want to hear the rest of the story? You don't give a shit. It's okay. Go for it, for it, man. It's, go. But if you don't, it's okay. I we're here. It. It's in the book. They have to buy the book. We're here. Spread so it. now we get the opening slot for this band that later gets signed to J Records, and it's every Thursday at Abilene on South Street. And this is when Abilene is the shit. The original owner still owned it. His name was Al Geary. He was, was the shit. Probably there on more than one. <clears throat> yeah, so every Thursday we would go, MMR would show up. Like all these people, because they were going to get a record deal. They did get a record deal. They didn't do anything, but they got a record deal. So we were there every fucking Thursday. And we weren't every Thursday. We were every other week. And I'm a scummy fuck, dude. And I slime my way in there. And I was like, we're going to open up every Thursday. And they're like, okay. So we open every Thursday. Sure you are. I am a scummy fuck. I know I am. So <laughs> we're there, and our drummer is getting burnt out. Because he has a real nine to five job, like an adult job. And then we played every Thursday now until he's out till midnight, right? And then every weekend we're playing somewhere. And he's like, this just got to be a bit much. I'm, you know, and he met a girl and they eventually got married and the whole thing. Yada, yada, so yada. he's not feeling it. But I know of a quality drummer who just lost his gig. So I call him on the phone. I'm like, hello. Uh, yeah. I know that you lost your tour. I'm opening up for this band. And they were a big deal at the time. And he was like, all right, let me come see you play today, mate. And he came and he jammed. Actually, no, he made us go to him. I remember that. So we had to go to, we had a rehearsal, rehearsal space. So he had a split level house. And the lowest level was uh, air conditioned, which we weren't in an air conditioned space when we were kids. He had a full drum kit, a full PA. That's a, that's a, 
that's a quality selling point when you're that young. It is true. Like air conditioned practice space. Yeah. Fuck yes. But we had to drive there. It was in Jersey. Belmont, New Jersey, man. So we go. And we're like, all right, we need a drummer. So you sit in, and this motherfucker can play. Like, he can play. And he, like, picked up our shit pretty quickly because it was pretty rudimentary back then. So he learns the songs. And then, like, two weeks later, he's on stage with us. And it's great. Like, it's packed. It isn't because of us. It was just packed anyway. But to be packed is nice every Thursday. And we're meeting girls, and we're getting in trouble, and it's good stuff's happening. Oh, my God. There's. It's ironic that I'm a roofer now. There's a thing called roofing muck that we put on roofs. Yeah. Abilene had just treated their lower roof outside the bathroom. And back then, you couldn't smoke drugs in clubs. It was a problem. So members of the band may or may not have went out the bathroom window and all got fucked up and stepped in this roofing muck that we didn't know what it was because they were kids. And, and there is a around. footprint from the fucking bottom of the staircase to the stage, black footprints of us. And we went back the next week and they had nailed the fucking window shut. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oops. Later enough, we started doing drugs in the offices upstairs, but different story. That's okay. So anyway, he's the drummer. Now, five or six months go by. He's like, I'm going to try and put Moonseed back together, and I want to go back and do a European tour in, in September 2002, because I had one in 01, it didn't work. And I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, do you, bro? I'm Leroy Spoonland, yeah. boozy, boozy, bop. And we come to practice one day, and he was like, do you want to change the band to Leroy Spoonman and do the tour? And I was like, Okay, because let's be All honest, right. Leroy Spoon's fucking ridiculous. Here's what he said to me. I'll never forget this, Dave. He was like, is your name trademarked, man? And I'm like, no, I'm 12. Yeah, no. His name was trademarked. So internationally, you could do something with it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fuck it. We'll be Moonseed. And so we became Moonseed. Dirty. And played everywhere in Philadelphia's Moonseed. And then built it up and went on this fucking tour. And he imploded on the tour. So now... I'm in a foreign country. The record company told us to fuck off. The drummer, it's in the book. He lost his fucking mind, right? Like he's out of his mind. Like blackout drunk every day, screaming at us, abusive, being mean to his wife, a whole fucking thing. Again, in the book. Again. In the book. Anyway. I'm not going to name names or say how I know, but I can tell you for a fact and personal experience that abusive band members are terrible. It is terrible. So... I'm sitting in a foreign country. But I won't name names. On a tour. The fucking tour fall is falling apart in front of me. I don't own the band name. I don't have the contact of the record company. And I'm like, I don't like not being in control of this situation. <laughs> so you are. as soon as we got home, I trademarked the band name, Starscream. I, I became the guy. I'm and every tour we've had ever since in 20 years has been me. And they've all been swimmingly done. Like smooth as glass, bro. And so I learned what not to do on a tour from this guy. Yeah. And that's what's in the book. At least we did it. Fuck it. I don't know. You did it. We had fun. You did it all right. Did the damn thing. Jethro Tull, Moonseed. All right. Point two. <laughs> are, they, are they cloning people? A thousand percent. For real? A thousand percent. Are they, like, around us? Do we know these people? Do they lack belly buttons? What's happening? <laughs> so, all right. As far as, as far as, let's discuss. Let's start from the ability to clone. Okay. Right? They cloned a sheep in the 90s. That was a thing. It was real. Dolly the sheep? They cloned some dogs since then, too. Right. So, if you can do it with an animal, you can do it with a person. Here's the differential, Okay. 
Go ahead. Spark of life, right? Soul. Your understanding. So, all right, there's a movie, the Obi-Wan Kenobi actor. What's his fucking name? Hugh McGregor? Yes. He, He makes a film. And in the film, there's an entire fucking warehouse where people are grown for their organs. Yeah. So when you you and McGregor fucks up his insurance policy, they kill this guy. They take this guy's heart. They give it to you and McGregor. But this guy has consciousness, and this guy has his own life. And they break out, and he finds you and McGregor, and he fucking more or less kills you and McGregor, and then he takes over the life. Thoughts? So when when you talk about cloning, all right, you are discussing that someone. Uh, let let's just say it's you. Okay. okay. That means that somewhere a living thing has your exact matching DNA. Which a twin would as well. No. Explain. I thought that was a thing. I don't think it's exactly matching. No, no, it is. Some of them. Not all of them. Okay. But either way, even if it looked like you and sounded like you, at the exact moment that one of you isn't living the exact same. Let's say, let's say they can take your DNA. So right experiences, now, right? What you're let's say they can take your DNA right now. Yes. And put it in some machine and instantly spit out Vex 2.0. Okay. The instant that thing comes out, it's no longer the same because the path immediately diverges. I, I agree. Once it's two separate entities. I agree. All right. Now, Chemically, you know, at, at an atomic level, yes, it is the same. But it's not you anymore. It's something else entirely. Okay. There's this deep, dark theory that I know you're not going to believe in because I know you as a person. That the rich and the wealthy and successful of this world are hundreds of years old and keep cloning themselves and then dropping their fucking consciousness into the next version. So somebody like Jay-Z, for instance, because there's a picture of the 1800s when they first had cameras of a gentleman in New York who looks just like Jay-Z. Okay, that's... I'm just saying. Yeah. Nicolas Cage has one, too. I don't think that's true. Okay. That's not true. Okay. My argument would be uh, uh, the the one Rockefeller who either just died or is still alive but old. I think he just passed away. Okay. Rockefellers have more money than Jesus. You know, they're, they're loaded. Sure. And it's well known that he lived to like 105 years old. And he had like six heart transplants. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Why isn't he still alive? Why isn't there another one of him? Why are they eventually dying? Just to keep up the ruse, they eventually kill you off? Well, yeah, because then like the new version of him just got born and he plugged it in and now he's going to grow up with Rockefeller money and be a Rockefeller. There's or, a grand Why wouldn't you just have a kid? Because it's the same thing. Because it's not you. You want to stay, right? But what I just—but no, no. But I'm just you asked the question. If you can clone a person, you can't clone their consciousness. But I just said that's the theory that they can upload the consciousness. I disagree. I don't think that's the thing. No, that I can't buy. All right, here's the great question. Since we're spinning off on this weird topic, I saw a video this morning while laying in bed waiting for you to show up for Morning Radio Six. Yes. 
on multiple platforms. And it's one of <laughs> we got to figure out the camera angle. It's, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. We're not going to do it. I yet. put it here. I put it there. I think next week we're trying. I don't know what to I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Look, if you're getting it on the ground floor, at some point we're going to be really good at this. And you can say that you were here from the beginning. I guess right? we just got to sign up now. We got to pay somebody to do it, I guess. <laughs> I'm a man of means. <laughs> I want to pay people. That sucks. Yeah. I want it to look nice, though. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, look, I'm on the show. It's never gonna look nice. You're so a handsome lad. Incorrect. Your hair is glorious. That is a train wreck down past it. Right before you went on stage at Dobbs, your hair was like you were like an angel. It is immaculate. And I was I like, you, I what the fuck, you. man? I was very jealous, I'm not gonna lie. And then you had a great set, so it was awesome. I think we did have a good set that night. That was a good you show. You did, it was a good set. And then I'm thinking I think I enjoyed Dobbs. Would you do Oddity again? Yeah. Yeah. Would you do Oddity again on 4 1? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to try and solidify that yeah. today. Mike Collins had passed me some information, and uh, I think I'm going to go in there and try to knock that out today. Yeah. Okay. Because your drummer's going to be there already. So. No shit. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and look, if you're playing there, I was probably going to be there already. So Aww, <laughs> that's nice. If I'm not playing a <laughs> show, I'm probably going to see you if you are. And, vi and vice versa. Yeah. All right. Here's the thing this woman. Went to, she was a, uh, I'm very bad at the terminology and I apologize, a computer programming something, something, something. Yeah. She goes to a conference in California. She's not from California. I think she's like Midwestern. She flies there and it's a three day excursion. The last day of said excursion, there's a message at her parents' house where she's out of sorts and, and oh, she was working on neural links for consciousness. Okay. And she said, it's all a sham. It's all a simulation, blah, blah, blah. And then her phone cuts off to her parents' house. They find her dead like three days later in the rental car somewhere in California. Yeah. So the dun-dun-dun theory is that they whacked her because Probably. she figured something because out. Because she found out something she wasn't supposed to know. You think that's real? What, Neuralink? No. That, that, Elon Musk has no, it now and he talks about that's it. That's not what I said. The story that I just told, you think she got whacked? Like you think it's a thing? Yeah, probably. I don't know if I believe it. I think that, that probably happens more often than we think. All right. I, people get whacked. I'm not that. Oh, do you know the Anaconda DeVita story? Uh, Iron Butterfly? Yes. Not really. Holy shit. Dave, this is a good one. This is in the same in league, the, by the way. The, the only familiarity I have with that song is that it is the beginning of my favorite Simpsons episode. It is a pretty good episode. You know the name of the song is supposed to be In the Garden of Eden. Yes. And he was so fucked up. Well, after their one-hit wonder... The bass player went back to MIT and got like a fucking doctorate. Okay. <laughs> so now he's a doctor, yeah. right? Of science and technology and all this stuff. He then starts working for the federal government. So this is like 68 is like Anagata DeVita. By 98, which is like 30 years later, maybe 96, 28 years later, he's somebody important with the federal government working on high-end computer, astronomy, all kinds of shit. He vanished. And he was so cutting edge back then. He was one of the few people in like 95, 96 that had a cell phone. Because he had money, right? Yeah. And they existed, but nobody had them, not mass marketed. 98, 99, it comes into the lexicon. But 96, if you had a cell phone, it was like the big box thing in your car. How old were you the first time you owned a cell phone? I had a house already. I was uh, 24, 23, 24. Yeah. I got a really hot girlfriend. And she was like, what's your cell number? And I was like, I don't fuck cell phone. I, yeah. fuck, I, pay, I pay a fuck phone bill. And she was a smoke show. And I was like, okay, I'll get a cell phone. 
I got my first cell phone. I'll never forget this. I got my first cell phone two weeks before my 21st birthday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're younger than me, though. 2001. I got mine in 99. 99 is when I got mine. Yeah. And so I had that smoking out girlfriend that I had a cell phone. Then, I lived 20 years of my life without ever having to have a phone with me at all times. Everybody did. And here I am now. And I'm like, I would rather walk out of my house without pants than my phone. Every once in a while, I like to fuck around and leave it home on purpose. I agree. Yeah. And, and then I run an errand. Now, here's the wrinkle for that, if I'm completely honest. I am not married. Ooh, I just broke the camera. I am not married currently. Shit. So when I go food shopping or something, I want to play music in my headphones or yeah. a podcast. And I play that on said phone, right? While you're in the store? Oh, yeah. Okay. Always, 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 always. It's just the way. If I get out of my car and I'm doing and I just listen. So that would be the wrinkle. But every once in a while, I'll go to Wawa or I'll go up the street to, to, to Acme or something and I won't take my phone intentionally. And then I'm always like, what if my car breaks down? I'm like, well, then you're going to fucking walk. Like, yeah. it's not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not like a million miles away from my house. But I like I that. We didn't worry about shit like that. We would go like places millions of miles away. I'm like, fuck it. Let's just go. Yeah. Yeah. I had piece of shit cars, man. My friend went to Westchester University. That's what I'm saying. Like, we were train wreck. 18 years old. We got in our piece of shit car and drove the fucking Westchester. We didn't know where the fuck Westchester was. We figured it out. Yeah. And this before MapQuest. We just had fucking, I don't know. I remember calling people on the phone. I'm like, how do you get there? And I'd write down all the fucking directions on a piece of paper. So in my car was crumpled up piece of paper of all the places I'd been. Yeah. 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 Fuck it. I will say this. Technology has improved certain things. Such as? Promoting a show for your band. I miss. Do you remember what a cocksucker that used to be? I disagree. 80 fucking phone calls? No, no, I, I disagree. It's funny you bring this up. Really? We were very adept at making giant fucking wall size posters. Okay. Because we had a printer in our back pocket, like a friend. So we would go out and just paper the fuck out of every club we were going to play the month before. Then go back two weeks before and do it again. And you meet people doing the handout flyer it's bullshit. True, yeah. So it was actually, I, I kind of miss it. And then I tried to bring it into the modern age. And some of the clubs were like, don't do that. You can't tape things on our walls. This isn't accepted. I swear to God. I swear to God. They were like, it's all digital now. And I was like, but I like that. I like just, I remember it was before my second marriage. I was on a tear. I was on a tear that year. <laughs> and um, Starscream played the old Whiskey Tango. And I went and I made motherfucker full-size posters. And even when I wasn't there because of Facebook and things like that, there's drunk girls posing in front of our poster, like, yeah, and putting like postings. They were promoting it for us because they were just there. I love the posters. I love the posters. I think I promote worse online than I do on a poster. Really? Yes. I feel like I do a better job of it. Okay. I, I don't. I personally don't feel that way. No. Like meeting a person, be like, come to my show. And then I would say the magic words, we're not going to come anyway. Like, oh, we're come. No, you're not. And then you got to like guilt them into it. It's like a whole yeah. thing. But now we're old. There's kids involved and people and babysitters. Somebody said to me, they're like, South Street sucks. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't know, man, the parking. And I'm like, then you're too old for this. Just go away. Yeah. Just fucking go away. Like we're playing a goddamn show. <laughs> Fuck. What, what do you want? Take an Uber. Yeah, pretty much. Then you'll ever have to worry about parking. So you promote better online? I feel like I do. I um I book bands with us a lot, and I, I get upset because they don't promote properly online, in my opinion. I promote the fuck out of our shit. I didn't say you, motherfucker. I know. <laughs> you know I do. I know you do. But, like, we'll book somebody. That's part of the job, though, isn't it? Don't you feel like, you personally, don't you feel like that's part of the gig? Like, don't you? It comes with the territory. You're going to book a show. You have to go promote it. Like, that's part of the job. 
It's part of the fucking job. And unfortunately for you and for me, it is our job. I love it. Uh, they, they gripped up Arnold Schwarzenegger recently. Yeah. And Arnold. he's had a lot of heart surgery because of all the steroids, right? He just got in a car accident. I didn't know about that. What yeah, happened? I just heard about that. In his, in his Humvee? <laughs> no, no. He is no longer driving the Humvee. <laughs> but apparently he hit a person on a bicycle and the dude got fucked up. Oh, yeah. But 100%, it, the, the, the police report said it was in no way his fault. Like the biker road. No, traffic. but is Arnold okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is on the fucking Terminator. He's well, this fine. is my point. So he's 150, right? And he's on some podcast, and they're like, "You're still kind of ripped, right? Yeah. Why? You know, you're a billionaire, more or less. Do whatever the fuck yeah. you want." And he's like, "No, uh, I can't do his voice." But he's like, "I treat this." He's like, "If I get up in the morning, do you eat?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Do you eat every day?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "That's how it is for me working out." Yeah. So when you say promoting, do you eat? Do you breathe? This is just right. it's, it's become you do. it's become such a habit right. that it's not even a second thought. It's not even a thing. Like, yeah, promote, promote, promote. It's just who fuck's gonna do it? You know what I mean? Um, and this is something, and it, it it comes around. So our bass player, or my bass player, I'm sorry, Paulie, he texted me last night. He's like, "Why? Do you, how do you know everybody?" And I was like, "The fuck!" I was watching. You know, you know, you that TV show. Yeah, so I was watching that. Right. So I'm Have like, "Have you I, watched it yet?" Oh, yeah. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? Is it worth watching? It's worth watching. Because I know a couple people that are like like dick hard about it and like it's, oh it's, it's fucking great. It's I'm not like, it's not fucking great. Okay, it's different. I like that it's different. Here's what the problem is, and I'll finish the poly story in a second. Here's the problem, because Netflix is becoming a cunt. Yeah, you don't watch it all. Do you know when it comes back? In like a year and a half. A month. Okay. Now it's done. They could have dropped the whole series like they used to do back in the day. And I'd already be finished the fucking thing. Because yeah. I sat down yesterday, popcorn, and I was just chilling. Yeah. Like I went to the gym. No, I took what I'd much rather do. Right? And so they but where they cut it off in the middle, there's no real hang-ups. They did they reveal something that you were like worrying about. So now the second half is gonna be him battling that thing they revealed. I would prefer to blow through a series, like all in one shot. And that's what Netflix was great at. And they're fucking up because I, I legitimately, when it was airing, I never watched one episode of Game of Thrones. I've never watched Game of Thrones my entire I life. I waited years. And then finally, HBO Max released it when I had HBO Max, the streaming service. And I watched all of it in three weeks. I wouldn't watch season one of The Mandalorian for that same reason. Really? I didn't want to watch it week by week. Yeah. I wanted to see the whole fucking season. I want to blast through it. I want to just shut my life off for three days. And just rock but and roll. we're the first generation to understand binge TV because it didn't exist for anybody like older yeah. than us. It didn't exist. There was a point in our lives. Do you realize there was a point in our lives where if there was something that you wanted to watch, there was a channel and a date and a time. And if you didn't see it, that's it. It was gone. That's it. It was over. If you were fortunate, you might get the summer rerun. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Then VCRs happened, and then you could still kind of go out and you could record things, but they fucked up a lot. Yeah. A lot. So I don't know. And then having a VCR, dude, imagine VHS quality in a DVD quality world or a streaming quality world or a 5K world, yeah. right? It's a very, it's so weird. It's technology is so weird. Was it better or is it just nostalgic? Was it better that everybody watched the Cosby show at the same time? And then went to work the next day or school the next day and talked about it. Was that better? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Or is it nostalgia? I 
part of it is nostalgia, yes, 100%. Okay. I won't deny that. Okay. But what it is to me is that it just adds to a generation that already doesn't understand things that aren't instant gratification. Oh, that's heavy. I've become... People that are like 25 and younger literally do not have a concept of things that aren't immediate. I, I'm getting there. You ever watch something online and there's like a 30 second intro before they get to the point? Yeah. My head explodes. Shut the fuck up! Get to the fucking point! I don't even, I'm like fast forwarding their theme song. I'm gonna fuck about your theme song. That's why if you notice I stopped playing music at the beginning of these. We just I, get I into it. We just get into it. Now. I didn't know that was why. That's really why. I hate it. <laughs> really? I hate it. I feel like we should like have an intro. <laughs> We, well, here, here's the irony. I think we add production values no. and have an intro for the show. No, as musicians, we could actually make a real one. Yeah. Like a real one. I know a drummer. I, I do, too. It turns out it's probably the same one. Duh. Like, we could make a real one. Johnny Mac. I guess. He's gonna, our drummer. We're going to make a fucking theme song. He's your drummer. He's my drummer. And Dreadstar. And Dreadstar's drummer. Oh, that whole fucking thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Back to Pauly. Here's my Pauly okay, story. Finish your Pauly. So story. this motherfucker texts me and he's like, "Why is there, Why do you know everybody?" Which doesn't make that doesn't make any fucking sense. So I sent a question. Mark. I have an answer for that. So I sent a question mark, right? And then he writes back again, same question. Why do you know everybody? And I'm like, "Oh, I gotta fucking stop watching my show and be like, what do you mean? What are you talking about?" And he wouldn't tell me. He's like, "Everybody I meet, they already know who you are." And I just wrote back to shut him up. Like I'm really old. He's like, we're the same age, though, and nobody knows who I am. So why do you think they know who I am? I'm sure, I'm sure the endless promotion. That's got to be it, right? Probably has a lot to do it's with it. has got to be it, right? And then the way I see it is in 20 years, we've played with everybody. Between the two of us, we've played with everybody. Yeah. Like, everybody. And if they're still in the business, they yeah. know who we are. And if they're not anymore, they still know who we are from when they were in it. It's that, and I think you and I both have a thing. They're pretty hard to forget. We are pretty big personalities to just experience and let go from your memory. How do we coexist? Have you thought about it? It this? probably shouldn't work. It doesn't. It, it really shouldn't make any sense. Because, like, in the in the like in the person aspect, like if you were to refer to someone as like an alpha male, okay, like not like. You think of it when I say that, but in the in the in the context of personality, okay, you know what I mean. You and I both are very much alpha personality. We're running shit, both of us. Yeah, we're and we're loud and boisterous and can do this and can talk to you about anything you want at least for a little while and can converse on a decent level to a point that no, someone wake up tomorrow and be like, "Yo, that fucking dude was crazy. What the fuck? Like, shouldn't we hate each other?" Probably. Right? Probably. And I I always liked you, man. I know you said you had some issues back in the day. I, only because I thought you did. Oh, not at all. I liked you guys. Oh, it was okay. great. I was jealous of your voice the whole fucking time. <laughs> I was like, that guy's really good. I have no idea. And, no, and then when Gary got you, I was like, yes! That fucking dude? Oh, I, dude. Gary, dude, he was all about you. I know. Like, do you though? I do. He was all about you. He was like, we got the guy. Yeah. And then that Two person. Two of the band I joined was all about me. And the person who will not be named. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Sorry about your luck, buddy. What's up with bass players, man? I don't know. I think they have a 
Does he have a complex? I love player? my bass player, but he 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 gets on my nerves sometimes. I love mine too. A little bit, a little bit. Bass players, man. Fucking bass players. Oh well. Ozzy, Ozzy, drummers. No, I don't know. I'm very I'm very happy with our current drummers. Yeah, now, now, that's one person. <laughs> that's one drummer. I've liked drummers. Have you? Have you? You've seen Spinal Tap, right? I am Spinal Tap, motherfucker. Dude, the, the fact the fact that Spinal Tap makes a running joke about losing drummers tells you all you need to know. That everybody involved in the music industry knows drummers are batshit crazy. The great and powerful Ozzy Osbourne said the best. He says anyone who makes their living banging on things are, yeah. are not right in the head. Then I've heard from other people, okay? You wouldn't understand this because you and I are both vocalists. In a band, either the singer's the crazy one or the drummer's the crazy one. And that's one of them's fucked. One of them's fucked. In our bands, it always seems to be the fucking drummer. But what, what do we do now? Because now we both have the same drummer. My bass player's a bit grating. So I still have it. I still have it. Sorry, the, the crazy crowd goes to my guitarist in this band. I don't know. But like Gary, I love you. You're batshit crazy. We tried to book 4-1 last night. I put in the chat, we're booking 4-1. Everybody agrees. Thank God. Easy. Done. It was a good one, right? It went through in like 20 minutes. Right back to the promoter and they're like, oh, sorry, 4 one's not gonna work. Fine. Oh fuck, right? But I write back, I'm like, listen, this is exactly what I write. The show, this fell through. I'm still going to fill, fill 4-1 with something. Right. I write that, and that's the last thing written, and we all go to bed. Paul wakes up this morning, <laughs> and he writes, So it's 4-1 canceled? <laughs> I literally just wrote a message. Read the fucking above text with an arrow. Read the above text. And then he didn't write anything. <laughs> I know Tiff is watching, and I know she hears this from Johnny Mac constantly. Dude. I literally pull my hair out in the band group text, dude. It's so bad. Every text I send to the band, everyone, Johnny Mac replies within like three <laughs> minutes. There you go. And answers every question I have. Hey, you want to play this show? Do we have practice this week? What day would you like to get together? Blah, blah, blah. All the typical shit. And Johnny Mac fires back in three minutes with all the answers. There you go. And then I wait four days for anybody else. And then they ask questions about shit I already said. In the first fucking ago. thing. <clears throat> bands, man. <laughs> fucking bands. None of us are normal. That's why we do this. We got to one and a half topics. Normal of the, is fucking boring. We got to one and a half topics of the proposed seven. Seven? There was seven? It's a lot of shit. Crap. Uh, one and a half topics is what we got. That's not bad. We didn't even finish cloning. We did not. We did not finish cloning. Are we living in a, um, a simulation? No, I don't buy that. Really? I don't think so. No. Are you? Do you believe in God? That's more than a yes or no question. No, no, no. Either you believe in something or you don't. I do believe in something. There, that's the answer. So that's do yes. I believe that there is more than coincidence existing in the universe? Do I believe that there is a greater and higher power out there in the cosmos? That, yeah. That, yes, I do. I, do I believe that there's an invisible man living in the sky no, and no, judging no. me? No, I do no not. No one's saying that. No one's saying that. <laughs> but there's something. There is, yeah. Well, the something could have designed a something that we're all inside of. Did I ever tell you my theory? Go ahead. But have I told you? I don't want to repeat myself. Maybe. I like this theory. I, it, it, it's a weak one, but I like it. You know what it's like to go to the pub with your friends. I do. And you sit around and you talk shit, right? 
I have this fucked up theory that Earth as a concept is something where you plug your, all right, you go to the bar and your friend comes in and they're like, oh my God, Randy, I haven't seen you in like a month, bro. Where you been? He's like, bro, I went to Earth. I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's like, no, bro. I was a fucking slave in the fucking 1700s in America. It's really the 1800s. And they're like, word? He's like, dude, that sucked. I'm the man. <laughs> and the other guy's like, fuck that. Fuck you, Randy. When I went, dude, I was in World War II. I was in a concentration fucking camp. You don't know pain, motherfucker. And now they're having a fucking discussion about who's tougher and who's cooler. So you plug yourself into Earth for experiences. And they go back to the bar with your friends like, motherfucker. I got killed. I was in 9-11. I got killed. If life. I kick the bucket on this earth and I wake up and I'm in a bar with my friends, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to be so happy. That's fucking it's awesome, not right? It's not a bad concept. I'm so like, Dave, where you been? You're like, bro, I went back. I was a singer. I don't know. I had a weird childhood, man. It was fucked up. I plugged in for a weird one to see what happened. <laughs> I think you can pick your, your, your poison. I think it's like boring to go through life as a billionaire, right? Normal the normal's boring. So if you're going to do that, and then there was a lady. I don't know. You want to hear something funny? Yes. Just to interject. Because I believe my statement so wholeheartedly that I just said that normal is boring. <clears throat> you want to know what I said to my wife when I proposed to her? Yes. <laughs> and I'm proud of this one. I really am. Okay. I said, look, I'm probably never going to have any money. This is the best I'm ever going to look. But I promise you'll never be bored. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Women, I feel like I've lived up to that. Women have a problem with boredom. Yeah, it's everybody a has a problem with boredom. No, it just manifests. Itself no, I think this. I can speak on the men side of it. I can't speak on a woman's experience because I happen to be a guy. I remember having a stepson not too many years ago, and I'd take him to school every day, and I'd pick him up every day. That was my gig because she had a regular job and I had a weird schedule, right? And I would meet the other dads in the schoolyard and you kind of become friends. And it was five years ago when the Eagles went to the fucking Super Bowl. So that whole season, we're like, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. And I made friends with this dad who was pretty boring and pretty content and just, you know, okay, there you go. Like, and that's a huge cross-section of the population. And he was my friend and I, mean, I liked him. You think that's a thing? Like most people are content with that? Yeah, we're the fuck-ups. You and I are odd. Oh, I can't Think it. about it though. Not all your friends are actually in a band. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, How are they not? Well, the majority of my friends are not. No, no, but think about <laughs> it. The people you go to work with, yeah. they don't go home and play with their band. They're also not my friends. So. But I'm trying to say people you experience in this life. Oh, yeah. We've made relations because of the band, right? right. But you knew people who aren't in bands, yes. right? Majority of people aren't. Majority of people don't have an artistic outlet in their lives. Majority of people aren't creative. That makes me so sad for them. No, it makes me feel fortunate. It doesn't make me sad for them. I'm sad for them. No, man. They have whatever they have. It's just we don't know what that is. Yeah, but like we're the lucky ones then. We got I a, believe we me. Got a fucking gift. Bro, it is a gift. When I speak, to, like Firepants is my dear friend, right? She, oh, I'm sorry. I'm never not did you see the video of me abusing her this week? I did not. I held her arm and I was like, ah, for like a minute. And was just pulling her and she's like, get the fuck off me. And I just taped it. I'm going to send you the video. Where were you? Here. Oh. She was sitting right here. And I held the camera for no fucking reason. I'm like, ah, which was awesome. I just torture her. So anyway, fire pants can't fathom creating music or a song or lyrics or anything. It doesn't even work in her brain like that. And she's a tremendous fan of music. 
So she's like kind of in awe of people like you and people like me and things that we do. But to us, it's just what it is. It wasn't even a question. It, to me, it, it just, it's, it's there and it has to happen. No, I know. It's not even that I want to. It's not that I made a conscious decision to create things. Oh, I know. I'm like, I need to go. Something, some innate weirdness in the back of my brain was like, you need to go fucking do that. You should probably figure out how. Bro, and I totally get it. <laughs> but imagine being in this life, in this world, and just not having that. Does your son write music? No. There you go. And he's a great kid. Mm-hmm. And hes I like him a lot. I spoke to him. He's fucking personable. He's a good guy. He doesn't have it. So it's like it is a rare commodity that you're blessed with, my friend. It is. It's my mom's fault. It's my mom's fault, too, actually. And I wasn't raised by her. Before we go, we have a quick shout-out today. Show. Please do. Uh, I'm sure she's watching right now. Hi, Tim. Hello, Tiffany. So your 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 darling and lovely husband texted me last night and wanted us to give you a shout out because we know that you are involved with Saint Baldrick's for the past five years, and you, my dear friend, are gonna shave your head for kids with cancer charities. Now. Uh, Johnny Mac being the drummer that he is, that's all the information I can get out of him about this event. So, maybe when this airs on Facebook, you could comment, maybe even leave a link so people can donate on this. Uh, something like that, because that's all the information we have, but I tried really hard. That's all I got. Tiffany, are you watching? No matter what you do, by shaving your head, You'll never look like this. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 171 of the Vex on Vex podcast. Thank you, Dave, for your time. Normal's boring, kids. Morning Radio 6 in the books. The Vex on Vex podcast is available on the Podbean application on your phone under the Loud and Loaded Network. This is Vex X and Dave telling you to stay frosty. Anything else? That's it. Stay frosty. How do I end? I never had to end. There it is. Uh, you got two of them now. You got to end that one now. I know.